Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, 23 May, year of our Lord, 2022. This is RPT, the most off-the-chain, funny, political commentary, trill, number the real shit. We persuasive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My boy Rob mm. got his beard on mm. fleek. Give me some. Give me some. Coming to you from the uh, perspective of the Male Makers. Yeah, man, we just, we rep, we rep uh, the working class, brother, the blue collar. And what we do on this show is we look out for the okie dokes. Uh, We just discuss everything we see happening in the news, whether it's uh, geopolitical, socioeconomic, education, abortion, all this crazy stuff. And we let you weigh and measure it. We let you parse it out and we let you figure out, are you on, you know, are you okay with all the weird shit they're teaching the kids now? Or do you want to go back to reading, writing and arithmetic? Hey, call me old school. I kind of want my kids to learn how to add. That's pretty old school of you, dude. I think you should be a little bit more progressive these days. You should be way more progressive. Like, first of all, do away with grades, bro. First of all, Fs and Ds are like racist. Yeah, you're supposed to be giving participation trophies at all times. Pretty much. Did she try to read? Give her a stamp. Yeah, man. So, hey. Did she try to write? Give her a star. (laughs) I don't know, man. I can't call it. But, hey, there's a lot of goofy shit going on out there. Uh, Lots to talk about. I'm hitting the road once again. Um, Next stop shit what does that say uh, what day is what day is it's today? the 23rd today's the 23rd monday's the 23rd that's right so my next stop is brian college station that is may 28th two shows get your tickets now on chingobling.com after that i'll see you in san angelo texas odessa texas at the actor theater austin texas at cap city on june 9th albuquerque june 15th el paso june 16th and 18th and uh, don't forget, we're hitting the whole country, man. We have Irvine, California coming up, Ontario, Denver, OKC, Chicago, Phoenix, San Jose, Brea, Oxnard, San Antonio, Addison, and so much more. Get with the winning team. It is the Legalized Freedom Tour. Don't get sold out. Come check the experience. I mean, bro, the feedback's been great. The compliments have been great. People, awesome. People are like, I go to every major show. They're like, I love Rogan. I love all these people. They're like, but bro, y'all fucking wiped everybody off. I'm like, come on, bro. That's dope. They're like, your That's shit awesome. was 11 out of 10. <laughs> Who tells you that? They even left the comment. They're like, just saw Rogan, 10 out of 10. He did his thing. But last night, Chingo was 11 out of 10. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I was like, bro, bájale tu pedo, güey. <laughs> Mucha crema los tacos, eh? Demasiada crema. Hey, before we get into today's topics, I want to ask... It's Monday, you know, these these episodes where people get to start their week with it are is an addition, right, to not doing Chingo Chats, which is on the shelf for a bit. But um, before we get into the topics, what did you used to do? What, what do you think of Mondays, just as a whole, as a day of the week? Biden's over there peeking out of the couch. Yeah. What do I think about Mondays? Yeah, what do you think about Mondays? Um, In general, man, I think it's a fresh start. It's an opportunity to um, get your systems in order so you could execute. Have you gotten like a new uh ritual or like some habits about how you start your week like i think people would have a pretty they would like some insight on how it is you try to like gauge what you're gonna complete that week especially if you're on tour versus not on tour or home you know or away um i think lately man i've been trying to uh, have faith and be calm and not get in my head and not get overwhelmed because they're just, it's like activities for the kids. And, you know, my wife, she's the main one that's like, I got to call gymnastics. What's up with dance? And uh, what are we doing about schooling? Because, you know, they on some goofy shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we cannot send these kids, right. <laughs> put them in the hands of the state and get them indoctrinated. We need to show her that homework we, we talked about on the last episode. I mean, we're already convinced and sold that, like, either you got to go private, you got to go put them in a religious school, you got to homeschool them. Like, that's already established. But to answer your question, I try to remind myself as of late, like, focus on a handful of, like, 
big projects, like just stuff that has a deadline, stuff that you want to release, stuff that you want to get out because some things are going to have to be more tactical, like, okay, and it's time to address that because the deadline is tomorrow, you know, like, and we're going to put a pause on this because we got to go do this paperwork or admin or phone calls or conference and emails and all that boring shit. Um, you know, so obviously the tour is a major thing. Got to make sure that uh, people are aware, people are excited, and uh, and that the show is A1. And then in between time is, is the time to do everything else. Yeah. Yeah, everything else. So I haven't asked you in a while. Like, how are you tackling just like being able to like write and refine your stuff when you do have all the other plates spinning at the same time sometimes? Well, I write a lot on stage. Um, sometimes my buddies will give me tags. Sometimes I'll make something up on the spot and I'll decide to keep it and try to work it in as you're editing. You're constantly editing and polishing. And a quick story about um, like stand up and being green and editing. Like I remember doing a show early on. It was like a whole weekend full of shows with midnight at like some room he had in, uh, in uh, Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like an improv or nothing like that. And uh, he had some other up and coming local comedians who I got to meet and work with. And they were just observing me and all the crazy shit I was doing and how like, all right, it's time for the late show. And I would just totally rearrange stuff, rehash, get rid of shit, move things around. And they'd be like, yo, you edit a lot on the spot, like from one show to the next. They're like, that doesn't scare you. And I'm like, I didn't know that I was supposed to subscribe to the idea that that's not a thing that's common. I was like, but now that you tell me it's scaring me, I was like, but to me, it's kind of like, if this ain't working, fix it. Mm. Like, why wouldn't you start with that instead of that and cut that and don't say that and say it this way instead and pause here? And like, why wouldn't you? And it's just like, well, because, you know, it's just kind of set in stone. Yeah, I feel like uh, edgy comedy, not edgy, but, you know, people that are pushing the envelope is going to be, you're going to see more of it. It's going to be more prevalent with like Netflix releasing that statement about people that get triggered. We know that Spotify ain't doing shit for these people that are talking, oh, I'm, I'm going to throw up a fucking uh, uh, fucking protest, Rogan or whatever. And then you got the Ricky Gervais thing. We played that. I don't know. It's just like, I think we're, we're kind of, we're finally sort of getting over this like constant cancel culture every day, especially for comedians. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? It's from, from what I understand, this is basically what you said. We're going to see more truthful, honest, transparent, funny stuff. Yeah. Which, in essence, it's like, that's how you arrive at funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, being woke, being Marxist, playing a victim, playing this game where you can't joke about certain groups of people and you can't say certain things. That's never been funny. Funny isn't nice. Yeah. Funny isn't always appropriate. And I don't like when I performed in front of all the uh, Republican people, including Governor Abbott in San Antonio for the TLC event. Um, it's either either a I'm a walk on eggshells because it's in a museum and it's in a daytime and they're eating fancy food and they're wearing ties and I'm going to hold back and I want to be nice. Or y'all motherfuckers are on the right. And I guess conservatives and I guess these days. Those are the ones that could take a joke at the at the expense of like offending somebody. Yeah. So hey, I love being a stand up comedian. I love bringing that free speech, and I, I I appreciate all the fans and the venues who still rally around that. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. And aren't all fucking sensitive and butthurt. No, those losers are they're falling to the wayside. And I will not be at their venue. No, absolutely not. 
Um, so to start off today, there's a video on CNN from about a week ago that I have not brought to your attention. I don't know if you've seen it, where they're actually talking about, uh, they're criticizing Brandon's uh, administration a bit. the budget. So here are the facts. There is no doubt that the deficit has fallen under President Biden so far. It was about $3.1 trillion under President Trump in fiscal 2020. It was about $360 billion lower than that, so about $2.8 trillion in fiscal 2021, mostly under President Biden. But even with that $360 billion decline, Brianna, experts I spoke to still scoffed at the idea that President Biden is personally responsible for having reduced the deficit. In fact, one advocate of deficit reduction, Mark Goldwine of the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, told me that this claim is almost bizarre world, a reversal of reality. Why? Well, because the deficit was expected to fall by more than $360 billion at the time President Biden took office. In fact, at the time, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office had projected that the deficit would fall by more than $870 billion in 2021 if President Biden did not implement new policy. Then President Biden came in and, like most presidents, Brianna, did new policy. There's a $1.9 trillion uh, pandemic relief bill. There was a big bipartisan infrastructure bill. There was an expansion of food stamp benefits. Whatever you think of all those policies, they all cost money. So there ended up being less deficit reduction than expected. Now, President Biden likes to cite a certain economic research firm called Moody's Analytics. Here's what a senior director at Moody's, Dan White, told me last week. He said, the actions of the administration and Congress have undoubtedly resulted in higher deficits, not smaller ones. It is encouraging that the administration has proposed some initiatives to bring down the deficit, but so far, none of those initiatives has been seriously considered. Now, Brianna, people might still be confused. If President Biden's actions have made the deficit higher than it otherwise would be, how has the deficit still fallen at all under President Biden from the end of the Trump era? In short, it's because of temporary pandemic spending. It was scheduled to expire and it has expired. Basically, there was an explosion of short-term spending in Trump's last year because of pandemic relief programs and tax revenue collapsed because the economy crashed. The deficit hit a record $3.1 trillion. That was more than triple what it was the year prior. But because a lot of that 2020 spending was short term, the deficit was almost certainly going to fall in the coming years, no matter who was president. And so, again, it did end up falling in 2021. But again, it was by less than expected. I'm, so when President Biden talks about a projected. I never thought I would see the Chiron on CNN say fact check Biden's quote. I reduced the federal deficit, quote, boast distorts reality. Fact check. And he's just going in saying like, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be dropped due to these factors. And it was actually supposed to drop even more than that. And he's kind of lying. And it's almost bizarre world. <laughs> and let's not forget, let's not forget to mention that this regime's policies, economic policies are inflationary policies. Like their whole approach, like it's more printing, more spending, mismanaging. And it's like, it's no surprise we have record inflation. And it's no surprise that it's not going to get any better anytime soon because they keep printing more money, giving more away. Yeah. Um, it was like that image that we saw a while back where it was like jobs created under <laughs> under Trump versus everybody else, right? His was the only negative one and Biden was through the roof. Yeah. Like the highest in history. And, and just just wait till minorities start to realize, like, wait, wait, wait. So, so their policies are causing inflation, and their policies are not mitigating inflation. Like everything from the open border. Like, wait till black folk realize that a wide open border is not in their benefit. Wait till the the young lady, the young couple that was on Sav says uh -huh. on Sav with one end. 
wait till that couple who says, why are we sending 40 billion to Ukraine if the moms can't even get Similac over here? Which I know is kind of like apples and oranges, mm-hmm. but still, because they sent a Similac over there too. And a lot of non-citizens getting access to the, to the formula before citizens and, and leaving the moms to stress and struggle. Wait till that young lady realizes, oh, and also the gas y'all are dealing with. They're not helping and they're making it worse. Also, the inflation, the power of your dollar, how it's shrinking, they're making it worse. Wait till they realize all of their problems in their life are getting worse due to Byron Brandon regime. <laughs> Byron yeah, the Byron Brandon. It's been selling out. What are some of the items that have been selling out? Milk. The main thing is milk. When when that milk, like it's kind of weird to have a whole cooler full of milk gone. You never see that before. You have to like get the milk when you see it. If you don't see it when you go, let's say if you see milk today, you go to the store tomorrow, it's gonna be gone. That's one of the fastest things that's really off the shelf is um, baby food. Um, canned goods been going real fast. Uh, bread been going real fast. Eggs, yeah, been going real fast. Meat been going fast too. Chicken, you know I like chicken. So uh, there's, I mean now now chicken wings. Uh, I mean it's steak now. That, that you you pay, you pay for the price of steak for chicken mm-hmm. wings now. Sandwich meat is gone. The ch- the, the cheaper products, the uh, pause milk, quick. the egg. The minute they start to say, it seems like they replacing us with all the new people they letting in and everybody they bringing in from other parts of the world with different values, different cultures. Some of them are extreme Islamic and so on and so on and so forth. Are they going to call these uh, black folk replacement theory conspiracy theorists? Or is that just some uh, uh, trick they use on white folk to get them to shut up? Where did we get the replacement uh, term that you mentioned earlier? Well, they're they're basically saying that the the Buffalo shooter was inspired by Tucker Carlson's replacement theory uh, stuff, which basically is like a bunch of white boys mad because they don't like diverse people and they're not tolerant and they're racist and therefore... Uh, 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 they do bad things to minorities because they think they're being replaced and it's called replacement theory and people on the right uh, uh, hold this value. Well, there's this one account I'll follow where this motherfucker, bro, all day long, he'll take, he'll take like a leftist tweet that'll say, um, you know, the media on the right, they pushing this replacement theory and that's why we, you know, that's why people getting hurt out here because they're, they're brainwashing people with this crazy shit, this rhetoric, Right. And then he'll just take it and retweet it and he'll put a different thing each time above it where it'll be like the media on the left saying some wild shit to where it's kind of like, let me just pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. I'll play the rest of this. I don't remember how much is left. Oh, the eggs. Ground meat, the prices like went up to two to three dollars more. Like you have to go to different stores just to find a cheaper price of ground meat. The grocery bill just uh, doesn't bring the same things it used to. What are some of the items? Yeah, all that's true, man. I feel like we should start the podcast with something that's like, ir- like it's irrefutable. Like, hey guys, if we all came together, we'd probably be doing a little better. Like, let's not fall for all these fucking crazy hoax stories. Hey, the kick, the kicker would be all these black folks she just interviewed that are that are mad. Mm-hmm. That it's like, what's up with these prices? Why is everything going so haywire in such a short amount of time? And then you ask them. So how do you identify politically? Who do you vote for? Oh, Democrats all day. (laughs) That'd be the kicker. That'd be the Greek tragedy of it all is they have weaponized your suffering. They have taken your empathy and your struggle and they done twisted it up into and that's why you got to vote for us. And then you do vote for them. And what do you see in these blue cities? 
crime out the wazoo, homelessness, all kind of issues. That is the end of the teaser. All right. If you want the whole enchilada, the full shebang, that's strictly for the patrons. We're hitting y'all with more premium content. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales and get full access to all of the shows, all of the content and all the premium exclusives. All right. See you there. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Sus.